0: seen anything like that i'm a very confident front runner
1: for kelly for 33 years 145 wins now and that's the best win i've ever had i have no idea what you have i don't know how are we going to count all the shots i can't keep track <laughs>
0: Stop. Stop.
2: Damn it! i don't think he's pleased
1: of course would. that's a that's a particularly stupid question as they are I of course we want to play at the weekend
2: welcome along full house here in golf weekly nathan murphy hello hey joe you and davenport back in dublin i should mention hello to you hey joe and mr peter laurie hello hello joe so lots going on lots to talk about discord is hopping the Ryder cup post-mortem on discord is still very much alive and well a little sense here i would say the tide turning a touch against harrington jack wagon for instance harrington's getting far too easy a pass here those saturday morning pairings were diabolical and he's just not being held accountable for it he's great he's very likable But this is way too soft on him for some of the decisions he made on his way to a record loss. Mac was also on Discord. Sending Poulter and Rory out again, inexcusable, I thought. I think the only reason he's getting off easy, though, is no matter what he did, Europe would have lost. And an interesting one from uh, one of the listeners as well. They were listening to Kyle Porter. Said he spent half an hour chatting to Rory at the airport on Monday. He mentioned the move from 11 on the singles roster on Sunday to number one. And Rory specifically said uh, one name spoke up. That was G-Mac. He said there were others, but the fact he name-checked only one probably meant he was the most prominent to speak up. And then there was a discussion, obviously, we had about Rory generally, and I thought somebody made a fair point. Yeah, as much as Cowan deserves scrutiny, what hasn't been talked about enough was Rory chasing speed when he was rattled by Bryson last year. Who knows the damage that was done? A mad decision. Yes, it was. There are just some of the comments. Discord, Nathan, alive and well, I can tell you that much. There's a backlash against the lack of a backlash against Harrington. It seems to be (laughs) what's
1: happening in general. And I, I think it's somewhat understandable. Everyone agrees. I haven't met anyone who thinks that a different captain, there would have been a European victory. But I think when it is a record defeat, and I think it's only healthy for people after a defeat to say, what went wrong? But there seems to be some sort of protective layer around Harrington and the captaincy and everything that happened with Europe that we can't question and we can't ask any questions that Ah, oh, listen, talk to the players. They all loved it. They had the best week of their lives. Nothing we could do. Outstanding American team. There's nothing you can do. What's the bloody point of it? Had to be something you could do to even slightly change a part of it or else the captaincy really is a complete waste of time. So uh, I think I know Harrington was on uh, no laying up and hopefully we get a chance to talk to him uh, in the next couple of weeks. Like, Harrington's been on with us talking about punditry and analysis and how people should listen to it. And you know, I, I expect Podder will take a lot of his own advice there. Like People should be allowed to question what happened. It will be interesting if more stories start to emerge of, which I'm sure we get onto, the late changes to pairings because players weren't playing with the same ball, which somehow seemed to have been missed in the build-up. And even that McDowell story, so is that, you could turn that into a Graham McDowell turned against Potter Carrington and said, you've got this wrong. You're putting Rory McElroy out at number 11. If anybody knows the power of being the number one leading the team out, it's Graham McDowell. He knows the way it can inspire a man. But I think there's so much respect for Harrington in the game. I don't think there's ever going to be much momentum to a backlash. I think everyone understands he more than likely did his very best. It's not a Clark or Faldo where there's I think, an underlying resentment from a lot of players who are more than happy to have a little pop and be the source for the journalists. I don't think that'll be a
2: massive factor with Harrington, but I still think there should be a debate around what happened. Like That's yeah. the fun of it. I must confess, in my list of things we were talking about, I had Ryder Cup last, and then just before starting the podcast, I went on to Discord, and it's still all anyone's talking about. So let's just uh, bump it up to suddenly top of the running order. Uh, Ballgate-Fionn, something I think people are fairly familiar at this stage. Uh, This was in the foursomes, and it seems it was real last-minute stuff. I don't know, was it the day before or the hours before, but it turns out... And choice of wording here is important. Did the Ryder Cup team around Harrington get the titleist ball models wrong, or were they unaware, or how did this happen? I don't know, because... It's a bit surprising because you would assume Harrington is all about the details. I mean, you could accuse him of lots of things. I would think you could definitely accuse him probably of overthinking far more than you ever could, taking a laissez-faire attitude. So I would have thought the ball choices would have been something he would have been very aware of. It seems he wanted to send out Westwood and Casey together. And it seems he wanted to send out Hovland and Fitzpatrick together. More similar ages. You know, maybe it would have worked. As it happened, it turned out that The balls they were using were different models. And so suddenly it was Westwood and Fitzpatrick and it was Hovland and Casey. They both lost 3-1. An insider told The Telegraph, maybe they should have thought about the ball issue earlier as it's always part of the equation of putting two players together in a foursomes. But all four play Titleist and you might have thought it would be fine, yet there are different sort of Titleist balls. Now, Padraig Harrington knows there are different sorts of Titleist balls. So it's a weird oversight just to give you what harrington said in response uh there are probably close to eight balls in play for the 12 players so you're always going to have a situation of guys playing different golf balls we would have looked at golf ball issues when we were pairing people up but wow a lot of times you're damned if you do damned if you don't some people will look at that and say you're trying too hard the same four players just switched partners it was no drama and when i heard the story back i thought wow you're really making a mountain out of a molehill there there was zero drama. It had no significant change on where we were going. The same four players still went out in the foursomes on Friday. End quote.
0: My my first thought when I read James Corrigan's piece in the Telegraph, which which this all came from, was is this is this just a molehill? Um, but then you're thinking, okay, look, James Corrigan writes well about golf, and and he's not afraid to have opinions that go against, you know, the kind of the the herd. So. Um, on the one hand, you're thinking, well, they could have figured this out on a Tuesday rather than the day before the foursomes, you know? Like, you know, at Wentworth, this all could have been sorted out. Um, the alternative is, is that the players in question could have just sucked it up. It's like, I mean, the difference here is between a 2021 Pro-V and a 2019 Pro-V. It's not the difference between, say, John Ram, who plays a Callaway, and Sergio, who plays a uh, Taylor made ball. So, you know, and, and then you hear Harrington, it's not that big a deal. Um, the, the other thing as well is, again, is that this would have been far more of an issue had it been pre-2006 when you had to pick a ball at the beginning of the foursomes and play the entire round with the ball. And now, or since then, you play, like, you can change ball in every hole. So... And usually you, you go for the ball of the player who's going to play the approach shot because obviously accuracy is is all important and, you know, they can drive any ball. So you're thinking it's it's not that big a deal. And then I was looking and and you wonder, and I don't want to put words in James Corrigan's mouth, but I wonder how enamored James Corrigan is, maybe not of Pork Harrington himself, but of the the general sense that oh Harrington can do no wrong because on the 10th of September he tweeted um, Harrington was bloody stupid making this last counting event at Wentworth double points for Ryder Cup qualifying he'll have a headache now and sorry it'll all be of his own making which struck me as a overly harsh take on well, he's not alone decision. in that though, Fionn, is he? Because Lee
1: Westwood has come out and... Well, Lee Westwood, the week of Wentworth, made the exact same point of the stress yes. that was involved and how it took away from the European Tourist flagship event and has said if he's captain in Italy, one of the things he will most certainly do is take away that double points for the last
0: tournament. Mm. And, and Sorry, this isn't me criticising Corrigan having the opinion. It's me kind of wondering... Like, not that I don't think James Corrigan has a hatchet out for Harrington or anything like that. But like, like I want it's what I said is it's not that he has anything against Harrington personally. But I wonder if this all round sense that Harrington can do no wrong. Harrington is one of the great thinkers in golf. Harrington is going to be so methodical in his approach is that that would annoy Corrigan. He's like, you know what? Like, hang on a second, lads. You know, he he can still be criticized. You know, he's not perfect, makes mistakes like the rest of us. And so perhaps this piece is reflective of that frustration. And again, I'm not trying to put words in his mouth, but it, it just seemed to me is that the issue of a of you know playing two versions of titleist, like one, is it that big a deal? And two, did it make a blind bit of difference to anything? Um, I don't know. Yeah. But my my well, first thought was no. What well, was
3: it? Not one of the players who said that he was struggling putting with the alternate ball yeah, and and wanted to change. So okay. it was really one of the players at the last minute said, I'm not quite happy here. Can yeah. we change? And, you know, so that, that's where I'd say it more or less came from. But which player was it? That's what I'd love to know. I'd have well, a good one guess.
0: Four. <laughs> I, we all can guess. You know, we, we all can guess. But – I can't but guess. don't these? Sorry, I, I can't wrong? guess. I
2: can't <laughs> guess either.
0: Who's
3: the guess? Well, there's four of them, so it has to be Casey. What? Why?
0: Well, it was, well, it doesn't have to be Casey, but I would suspect um, it was one of my, my like just guesswork. It's one of the senior players because they would have the you know the confidence or the wherewithal to say you know what now I'm not happy with this. That would be my thought.
3: Yeah. Uh reason being it has to be Casey, uh, in my opinion, is A, the type of character he is, and B, that Westwood is not the greatest putter in the world anyway. So putting with a different ball really wouldn't make much of a difference. Um, and the other two young lads
2: would just wanted to play anyway. So Jeez. I think Casey. I think all four came out of that analysis quite badly. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? I said I think all four players came out of your analysis quite badly there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's life, I suppose. Yeah. So
0: Fitzpatrick plays the twenty nineteen version, Hobby plays the twenty twenty one version of the tight list and Westwood and Casey also play but different versions. Can, I mean look.
2: Can I just but question, again though? it
0: goes back to your point, Joe. Mount uh, mountain out of a molehill. Yeah,
2: you know, unless I it's indi- unless it's indicative of other mistakes we don't know about. Like it would strike mm. me as not ideal. You know, it, it is one of the few things that you can prepare for. And I would think, I know Harrington is saying, well, these four were going out in foursomes regardless. But I'm sure he would have spent a fair proportion of the last two or three years in his mind thinking and use, and looking into statistics to see what are my best parents. And yeah. so to suddenly, after two to three years of preparation in that way, to make a last minute change, I would say that's far from Ideal. And when it's over, something that you could be very much on top of, Peter, i.e. the balls. And let's say it's Casey and you're thinking of partnering him with Westwood for many, many reasons, I'm sure, that you've looked into and thought about. I would have thought something you might do along the way is say to Casey and Westwood, I'm thinking of pairing you two together. Have a check of each other's balls. You're playing a lot of the same tournaments, I'm sure on the putting green, around the green, give it half an hour. Let's just see how you find them. Actually, you don't even need to be together to check the balls. Check the balls at home and practice so that I know I've got the okay from you. So I'm just kind of thinking I'm I'm a bit surprised that stuff isn't done a little bit, Peter. If point about 2006 and the rule change notwithstanding, it doesn't seem like an ideal change last minute. I I would have said it was
3: done. Um, I think they knew exactly who they were playing with when they went in. Right. I think Porek had made up his mind. He even said he wasn't even considering what happens in practice. But there again, Porek's practice rounds and other people's practice rounds differ greatly. Um I, on the other hand, would have said i w- would have I would have been quite conscious of who was playing well in practice rounds um rather than, you know, I don't care about the practice rounds. This is my team. This is where I'm going out with. Um, I, on the other hand, would have thought, you know, let's see how they get on. Let's play a couple of matches. Let's see, you know, who's playing well and who's not playing well.
1: Can I ask, Peter, how great a difference is there in terms of feel between a 2021 Pro v1 and a 2019 Pro v1? Very little. Because you would have to imagine if, it is Casey or whichever of the four players comes forward and raises this issue. And if they have spent some time practicing throughout the year, that if you're coming the day beforehand, that you turn around and say, it's too late. <laughs> we have, we're going to have to alter significantly our plans for what's well, a tiny little thing. Or is that, or if a player tells you I'm not comfortable on the greens with this ball,
3: is Harrington left with no choice? Well, there, I think that's where your captaincy comes into it. So I think, you have to be strong enough to say, "Look, you knew this was coming down the line. The last two days, you knew who you who you were playing with. Um, you know, just go out there and and uh, 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 and do whatever you have to do." But like to change the team around last minute, um, and and Hovland and and uh, um, Matt Fitzpatrick Patrick probably were looking forward to playing together, while. Mm. Fitzpatrick and Westwood It just looked dead hmm. That that yeah. pairing just looked absolutely dead yeah. And and Hovland and Casey didn't look great either
1: How do big a think... factor Peter, sorry I was just going to ask Because the ball type was something That was spoken about a lot in advance And I'm wondering, say with Shane Lowry For example, who I think was the only player who used The Strixon ball Do you think that's one of the
3: reasons that Shane Lowry didn't play In the foursomes Definitely not Definitely not. I I can't understand why he didn't play in foursomes. But Shane, in my opinion, and knowing Shane like I do, um, Shane could play with the rock that's sitting out in your garden. You know what I mean? He's that type of player. He's not going to be dictated by the ball. But
0: what about Um, the player
3: playing with him?
1: Pardon me? What about the player he's going to be paired with?
3: Well, I think Shane probably would have used his ball, yeah, rather than somebody having to switch to a the Strixon ball. But so well, the Strixon two... and the tightlist are very, very similar. Yeah, The other thing as you there's... said, Phil. Or sorry, Joel, is that right. like, since
1: two thousand and six, every second hole, <laughs> you're yeah. it's it's one putt every second hole, possibly.
0: Yeah, uh,
3: but but lads, do you know that? Uh, and and this is probably not a well known fact is that all, all the patents that are on the golf ball, uh, that Titleist use, that TaylorMade use, that uh, Callaway use, uh, are all based around Strix and patents.
0: All right. Hmm. I mean, you can also, I think, with a certain amount of fairness, you can level the accusation that whoever it is that is objecting to, I don't want to play with that ball because it's not the ball I'm playing with, is, is kind of behaving. In a manner similar to the way we used to accuse the Americans of being like hypersensitive because of no 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 no, no I that, no no I only play with this ball, I don't play with that ball.
2: I was just gonna say that. So there's two issues at play here. One, could Harrington have said, Well tough luck, you knew about this. That's an interesting question. I think it's difficult. You risk upsetting that person, alienating that person and his two or three best mates. And so you want to be an accommodating captain. You don't mm. want at the end of the tournament the players to say, well, he never listened. And so Harrington actually listened. So I think that, I think as a captain, that's a really difficult position. You, Peter, you said, well, you can be a strong captain and say, well, tough luck. You knew about this. You can, but that can really mess with morale very, very quickly if you're shooting someone down like this who has a concern. It's a difficult one for the captain, that dilemma. So he went with the players and listened to them. But I I think the player, whoever it is of the four, who I presume after knowing that they would be playing with this ball for some time, says on the eve of the tournament, I'm not happy with that anymore. Like, talk about it being a little bit delicate. And like, I wonder as well as it's psychological. Like, I'd love to see that player in a Coke-Pepsi test. Like... Let's take the logos off the ball and let's hit 20 puts and let's prove to me actually that you're not as good, genuinely, you're not as good with the other ball because I have my doubts. I think you'd be just fine. I think the difference would be marginal and you should put the team first, i.e., one, prove to me with 20 balls that there's a big difference. And even if there is, which again, I seriously doubt, can you not take one for the team here because you're upsetting That's three it. other people here just to suit you and your put on every second green? So I don't know. I think whoever that player is and we don't know who it is. You had a guess at Casey, but I stress we don't know. Ah, uh, like that player for me deserves a lot more criticism than Harrington. I agree. The other, the other thing as well is this, and and like I know this is like, what the third
0: pod since the Ryder Cup there were, is that the it part was- that really s- sits less well with me. The more the days go on, is this insistence that that ah oh, was the best week of our lives, you know ah. Oh, it was amazing. It was just incredible. You have 18 people, including the captains, the vice captain, or sorry, the captain and the vice captains, the 12 players, the support team, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It's like, are you telling me that when a hammering was on, and it was on Friday, we knew pretty much that like this is not looking good. Everybody is still oaring in the same direction. Everybody is like absolutely perfectly okay with the way everything is going. Look, human nature dictates that. When things are going terribly against us, you know, a, a feeling of panic. You know, you look around. This is like, what's going wrong? Why is it not happening? You know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the fact that since then, perhaps it's an admirable um, uh, sticking to the guns, and everybody is kind of pooling together, and nobody is going to break ranks. But like, I just, I don't. I don't buy it. I, I don't buy that Like everybody was really, really happy. I don't buy that everybody was going, you know what, I know we lost by a record margin, but oh my God, I, I, I wouldn't change a thing. It was the best week of my life. Yeah, sorry. I'm just, that doesn't that doesn't wash. Mm. I, I, I
1: largely agree with you. I, I do think back, though, to, say, Shane Lowry's tears, McIlroy's tears, that at the time, I get hurt. It hurt like hell for a lot of these players that they lost but that when they reflect on the weekend, you know, I'm thinking of an uh, Irish squad that goes to a World Cup that doesn't win it, but we'll still look back and say those were you know the best weeks of my life because you get to enjoy something that you never get to enjoy. It's the culmination of a lifetime's work to get to a Ryder Cup that you can reflect on the weekend and think, geez, we were very fortunate to be the 18 who were in that mm-hmm. team room sharing those experiences. Yeah, the result was a nightmare. And the danger for the European Tour is that they look too much at the, the best week of their life and as ah, American team, there's nothing we could do. You have to assume yeah. that behind the scenes... Like, Harrington said what America did was copied all the good stuff that we did through the years. They yeah. basically replicated our template. But you got to be moving on all the time. Like, the question then would be That's is, good. well, has the European template just stayed the same since 2014? And I think we touched on that beforehand, that there's sort of a... And was looking at it as a positive, so it's hindsight to say maybe it was a mistake, that McGinley changed the Ryder Cup. Everybody who followed has sort of stuck to that template and maybe now seven years on, it's time to kick it on again to another level that players have changed the new generation will look for something different than the 2014 generation. And by the sounds of what Westwood was saying and assuming that Westwood is captain, he realizes that as well, that he'll have to do things slightly differently.
0: Yeah. But, but with all respect, Nathan, to an Irish team that say went to the Euros in 2016, like their expectations were not to win the thing. Their expectations were not to make the final their expectations weren't even to make the semis their expectations were to put in a creditable performance um and and do their best um, in a two horse race like i'm not thinking that all 12 players were absolutely confident that they were going to beat arguably the best american team to show up for many a decade but to not lose 19-9 or whatever the final score was yeah is that sure was, i mean I mean, they were fairly and comprehensively beaten, and like, I don't know that that's you can take just comfort in that. Does that make sense? Yeah.
2: No, that's fair. If you're not a subscriber, this is where we'll say goodbye to you. Come and find us on Patreon. Just search Golf Weekly, three ninety nine a month plus VAT. We're coming at you every week, all year round, and then lots of uh, special shows around the bigger events. So come and find us on Patreon. When all my exes wear it